0: Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. San Francisco, are you ready? Boom! I'm your host, Rudy Solisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host...
1: Raymond Solisa I, baby.
0: And our Los Angeles co-host louis b
1: back Boom. back in the mix back
0: back in back. the
2: mix back in all
0: it right. all right so gentlemen this is this is i guess a front office edition of the 49er gold well first we we missed last week and so we thought this week there what better way to make up for last week than to deliver not one but two podcasts back to back day to day so you're gonna get jam-packed with 49er Goldcast goodness today literally back
1: to back we just recorded and published yesterday
0: yeah, actually, about uh, almost twenty-four hours ago at this exact time, last <laughs> yesterday. So we we first of all last yesterday we reported um, the article about Jed York possibly being removed from his position without getting fired, and then Raymond, let's talk about what drops today.
1: So today, posted by Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Actually, this was posted yesterday. Uh, late in the afternoon. The the Jason LaCanfora piece that came out on Sunday that said Jed York would be out, wouldn't be involved in football operations... According to a source with direct knowledge of the situation, none of those things will be happening. Jed York won't be leaving the football operation. His parents, Denise and John, won't be replacing him. And the team won't be hiring Mike Shanahan in any capacity. Now, the Mike Shanahan thing was actually more uh, just a hypothesis. Like, hey, this might be – and most of that came from Kevin Jones, at least the stuff that we talked about yesterday. That was Kevin Jones just kind of throwing a theory out there like, hey, what if the two Shanahans came in? You have Mike Shanahan who's not so good as a coach anymore but is still really good at evaluating talent. And his son, who's now an up-and-coming name uh, within within uh, as an offensive coordinator, so that's uh, that. And they the article also said that Mike Shanahan could be the likely source that leaked this information in the first place, simply to get his name thrown back into the mix. uh, You know, uh, in the wake of the uh, the last few games of the season. So I don't know. Uh, Take that for what you will. I take it with a grain of salt. So be, at least because right. we don't have any proof, no, unless somebody grows a pair and throws a name down, we will never know.
0: Okay, here's the thing. First of all, now Louis, I do want your outsider perspective on this. I don't think you get rid of Jed York, and I think I think that it's false, and I'm going to hope on the the side that it's false. Now, again, like I said yesterday, Jed York has made a lot of mistakes. No question, he got rid of Harbaugh. That was a that was a bad bad deal in exchange for Balky, and that has clearly not panned out. Um, for us in the long term. But the thing about Jed York is that he wants to win, he wants to succeed, and he really wants to be able to be able to match and live up to the same kind of legacy that uh, Hall of Fame owner Eddie DiBartolo was able to create with his five Super Bowl wins in the 80s and 90s. And so I think that regardless... Even though he's made some mistakes, it's his drive and willingness to – his desire to win. I think that's eventually going to gonna work out for the best of us. Now, you know, and he's learning the hard way to get out of his own way. What do you think, Louis, looking from the outside in, I mean, do you think that getting rid of Jed York is a smart decision? I mean, something,
2: something has to happen, I think, obviously. That's pretty clear. I mean, are you, are you guys at now 12 straight or 11 straight? 12 straight. Twelve straight. I mean, I mean, something has to happen. Um, I don't. I don't personally know what would be best. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's hard for me to say that Jed York should stay just because of the turmoil that your guys' r- roster is in. So it's hard for me to kind of say. It. I think it, it's it's a tough situation. I think that the the turmoil that your guys' roster is in. Um, I, something has to happen, and I think that Jed York. I mean, because Chip, it's Chip Kelly's first year. You can't fire another coach in his first year back-to-back seasons. It just won't. You can't do that. Don't you think so, Chip? not Chip needs a, a second year at least, right? No, I think I think all I think it's only fair to give any coach more than one season. I mean, I'd be barring you know barring Tom Sula, that was that wasn't going to work regardless. Um, although the Tom Sula season is, I'm sure is looking like a, like a sparkly, uh, sparkly time in your (laughs) guys' life compared to what's happening right now. But, uh, I think that most coaches should get two seasons. It takes time to, to build into, you know, to build something into a team and into a franchise and start something. Um, so I think that he should get another year, but I mean do you think the Niners fan base is going to be happy if you guys just leave everything the same? Because barring – yeah, I know you guys had injuries and that definitely did hurt your guys' defense. But it wasn't like you guys were, like, on some winning streak and then the injuries happened and you guys lost. Like, you guys have been losing since the Rams game even when the injuries weren't happening. So, I think – I think that's – I mean, I wouldn't be against Jed York getting fired, but, I mean, if you guys want to stick it out one more year with him and just maybe – I mean, you never know. I thought you guys had a good draft, so maybe – Maybe you give Jed York another year, and, and you mean I you mean Trent Balky.
0: You mean Trent? I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Balky. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I yeah, don't... I meant Balky that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. That's alright. That's alright. No,
0: I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that removing the owner from from his position. I don't believe removing Jed York makes any sense. He wants to win. He has a desire to win. I, I See, I'm in disagreement. I think that you you do – I think getting rid of Trombolki is probably the best thing you can do. I think he's the only piece that you can move at the moment. I think mm-hmm. Chip, Chip Kelly deserves another year. I think we obviously need to draft another quarterback, and we need to draft, oh, I don't know, an entire defense <laughs> and, 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 it, like, and get at least one, one playmaker on the wide receiver side. You know, it's a
2: compliment. Hyde. Yeah, um, you guys have no depth outside of outside of that. Outside of uh, of Hyde, you really just don't have anyone. I like that you guys locked up Vance McDonald. I think he's a big play tight end. But dude, you can't. I mean, Vance McDonald and who's Hose now Hyde an IR. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Who's now an IR? Those guys aren't gonna pull you guys together. You definitely need to get someone that's a playmaker on the offensive side. That's not yeah. named Jeremy Curley yeah yeah <laughs> we, need, we need a wide receiver
0: we need a wide receiver bad. Um, Raymond, going into that talking about the injuries, uh, we were speculating about this yesterday and now we have confirmation.
1: That's right, uh, 49ers play center Daniel Kilgore on injured reserve after a hyperextension. I think they're playing it safe, but there's you know it's like why force the issue' it's only three games left where we've been out of it for weeks this guy just came back from a broken leg injury the year, the two years before. Um, so at this point you want to preserve whatever, whatever's left of his potentiality. Cause this guy did study under, on Jonathan Goodwin back when we were winning in 2011, 2012. So uh, he's on IR. We promoted Alex Balducci from the practice squad. We'll see what he did. He was a nose tackle at this time last year. So he's, probably going to be a backup uh, center, right guard, or left guard. We also picked up another guy, another backup center, which we mentioned yesterday. I forget his name today. But uh, but that's that, that, that was in totally indicative of what Daniel Kilgore's status is today. So clearly that was what was going on there. So another one goes down. That's the 12th player on IR. So enough to make up one full squad of defense or offense or – you can take more than half, six players each from offense and defense, no matter how you split it. <laughs> wow. Either way, it's just a lot of guys on IR. 12 guys on IR. That is just uh, astonishing. So it sucks. It totally sucks. But I mean, it that's that's just been the case. I, I don't know whether that's just kind of a fluke. I mean, every team goes through kind of a a year where they just get decimated with injuries. So maybe it's not so much of a fluke, but just kind of a a time sensitive thing. Like it's only a matter of time before it happens because injury is just a part of the game. And, you know, it's not like that you're never going to hear articles saying, like, you know, should we get rid of the strength and conditioning staff? You know, rumors swirling about. Um, they're on the well, hot th- say, they're on that's, the hot that's seat not a, <laughs>
0: they're on the hot that's seat. not a
2: bad option man right <laughs> you know, you that's not a hot
0: take a that might well realist- <laughs> yeah that's
2: a realistic thing you guys need a new wellness center and a rehab center a something dude.
1: yeah and and kelly's supposed to be a big proprietor of all of that stuff he loves the latest technology in sports medicine he loves the latest technology in sports recovery all that stuff so whether that whether that's taken shape or not with I don't know. I just know that it's clearly the same staff that they've had the last few years. So they dodged a lot of bullets when they were under Harbaugh, but the last three years, it's all come back to bite them. And it's it's hasn't hasn't bitten the guys that were good that we used to play with. It's bitten everybody, including the yeah. the, the last remaining good players that we have.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Ding dong the witch is dead. The witch is dead. The witch is dead. <laughs> Jeff
2: Fisher is
0: I'm gone.
2: I know yes. how do you feel. Oh my god, you guys have no idea, man. You guys do have an idea because there wasn't one person that wanted Jeff Fisher to say whether they're a Rams fan or not. I, I know even Rams... I wasn't a Rams
0: fan and I didn't want him to stay. Exactly.
2: No one wanted him to stay. Like no one's a fan of him. And and I'm just so excited. Um I think personally um you know the Rams being the Rams, they I don't think they they I don't, I think they could have handled it maybe a little better like hey, maybe don't do it on the week we go to Seattle on Thursday. You know what I mean? Like maybe now, again, there are rumors out there. Now, I'm not complaining. I want Fisher gone so badly. So, look, I don't care when they did it or when they do it. Like it's they got him out of there, I'm happy. But there's rumors about like, oh, well, he he tied the record for the most losses by a coach. So they didn't want him to break it, especially with them. Like he was going to set the record at least for sure. There's no way we went out the rest of the year. So he they also got lose blown again. out.
1: I mean, I think if I mean, they would have got- won that game, they, they would have delayed it for about a week.
2: Or if it was, like, close, like 35 to 28 or 30 or something, maybe. But the fact that we just got demolished, I think it was 35-0 in the fourth quarter. Like, it, we didn't Jeez. score a touchdowns till the fourth quarter. I mean, it was painful. It was excruciating. I literally turned off the game. So it's, this, is, this is, I'm sure, what a lot of Rams fans did. Uh, the opening kickoff. He fumbles it and can somehow can't recover it. I don't know how this dude didn't get on the ball. Didn't recover it. Then the Falcons get the ball on the two-yard line, score a touchdown. And so I literally just went up, turned on the PS4, and just put in Madden. I was like, I'm going to play a game of Madden right now, and then I'm going to go do anything. But watch this game because I cannot—I <laughs> physically can't put myself through it because I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna do
1: it. what I want the Rams to do via exactly. Madden. Exactly,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go into Madden. I'm gonna play as the Rams. I'm gonna win the Super Bowl today, and that way I'll feel good. <laughs> about what's play happening. a whole
1: season. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna play a whole season one day so I can feel better about my life. But um, but I yeah I had to, I had to get out of there. I couldn't watch it. Um, but from that play, I was like, oh, this is how this game's gonna go. We're we're toast. And then we did it. So yeah, I know why they did it. This week. I just think that they're, I mean, I just feel like there could have been, because you can't fire a coach after a win. And I think that if Fisher goes to Seattle, I think we might be able to pull out the win there. So I get where they're going with it. Um, and so we'll see. I mean, now that, and now the rumors are set ablaze with who the head coach is going to be. There's this, and I don't think there's any truth to it, but there's this rumor about John Harbaugh, who you guys Jim Harbaugh. realize I, Jim Harbaugh, Jim. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jim. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, who I would literally, Oh, you guys have no idea how how. It, I there's no word. There's no word that. Could, there's no adjective that can describe
1: the joy. Well, it's if, it's if, the perfect timing for that kind of rumor piece to come out. It's oh, absolutely it, it, perfect. You you have France, you're throwing yes, shade to the Niners. You just lost Fisher. It's in the same division. It it makes right. sense in terms so of if you're a journalist to trying Niners. to stir the pot. You know that would be the good pe- the go to piece.
2: Absolutely, and, and I don't think because here's the thing: not a He's, had, he's having so much success in Michigan that I don't think he's going to leave right now, especially because they still haven't got the national championship yet. So I think that – I think once that happens, there's a better chance. But also, I don't know what coach is dying to come into the L.A. situation right now. Who would want who – is, who, is, who is wanting to come into the situation we have right now? We don't have – we have a r- young rookie quarterback who's kind of a little bit behind the times. We don't have – outside of Kenny Britt, who is a decent receiver one, but he's not a game-changer – Tavon for some like we don't either we don't have the right scheming for Tavon Austin or he's just not that good I think it's a combination of both so we that's have, kind of the Tory Smith situation.
1: dilemma that we have where he's exactly. he's a good receiver but he's kind of limited you know he's north and south and that's about it but they they, they like to put him in the crossing routes they like to put him over the middle not necessarily his strength you put him in a post route or a deep route he's great but and and as a result we just haven't He's been underutilized for two years. Two, two years of his career have really kind of gone to waste because he just doesn't fit because what we're trying to do. So we're trying to do the West Coast offense, for God's sakes. He, he fits yeah. in with – that's New Orleans, New England. That's where Torrey Smith belongs.
2: Oh, he would crush it there. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing is that how I, how, I, um, how I look at it with that is that we just, we just don't have the weapons and we don't have an, a good offensive line. And Todd Gurley isn't going to do anything behind that offensive line no matter what happens. Because no, I mean, you have no you opportunities,
0: do, everyone, opportunities next year.
2: You have no opportunities do, to improve. Yeah, he, and he's frustrated,
1: too. He's already voiced that a couple times.
2: Oh, yeah. Todd, Todd Gurley literally came out and said that they looked like a middle school offense against the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, I and Todd that. and so, Todd Gurley is a guy that doesn't talk a whole lot of stuff. He doesn't really talk a lot. He's which, very, if you're a middle high, schooler,
1: you need to feel kind of good but maybe kind of <laughs> insulted. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know whether you should feel great or insulted as a middle schooler. Yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: You're like, yo, NFL players be talking about our, our our type of offense.
0: Yo, we're like as good as the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. And then yeah. when you say that, you're like,
2: uh, maybe we're not that good, I guess. But so, so, uh, so yeah, I think that – honestly, I think it's going to be really hard to get a head coach. I, I definitely don't think Harbaugh is going to come. No, I just, I yeah. just don't. It's going to be.
1: I'd be, be curious to know
0: Michigan, be, and it's not going to happen. After he was, he will come, mark my words. Har, Jim Harbaugh will come back to the NFL one day to torture us all, and it. But it's going to be after he wins the national championship.
2: That's college. what I mean. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think that because now they're out of Michigan and going to the playoffs. Uh, I'm pretty I sure saw that. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not going to make the playoffs. So. He's for sure gonna be Michigan at least another year. I think how it is with him is that he's gonna win and he needs to win a national championship in Michigan. And I think if they won, then I could see a potential him, I don't think he'd go to the LA Rams but maybe coming somewhere to find a team because I think here's the thing is that coaches aren't dumb. they see they see our team. they see, okay, I have one pick in the next three rounds in the first three rounds next year. I have a pretty bad offensive line. I have Jared Goff who's going to take a lot of development and a lot of work. Not a lot of players, not a lot of game breakers on offense. A defense that has zero secondary. Like coaches aren't dumb; they're not like, "Oh, well, I can fix them." They're like, "No, I'm, I'm not gonna put myself in that situation. That's a terrible situation." to and, go into. and here,
0: and here's the worst part, though. Here's here's the part that I think is the saddest for your guys' fan base is that <laughs> we knew this when they made the move for Jared Goff. We knew uh. this is exactly where they were gonna end up. And I know as a fan, you were like, "I gotta stay hopeful." But I hear what you guys are saying. And <laughs> we were telling you ad nauseum. We're like, dude, not only is, is it going to suck if he's not good, you guys are so screwed because even if he is good, you can't put a team around him. There's there's nothing. No matter what you do, you cannot do anything. This situation only implodes on, on the Rams. Like that that that's a situation where you have to fire the GM too because that was super stupid. You know, you fired Jeff Fisher day and you fire your GM. At was the end it of the
1: was season. it him and Fisher that had control over player personnel or just the GM?
2: Well, so now, so Fisher came out at one point and said that all decisions start and end with him. I think a lot, I think honestly, and there was reports too, that, that him and Stan Kroenke had a meeting after the Falcons game and it didn't go very well. And that was part of the, that was another factor of why he fired him at the time they did. Um, But I don't think that they were getting along very well. I mean, even though they just extended his contract, which is just a week after they did it. it So dumb. It was Again. weird. That was weird. That, that whole that
0: whole thing weird. was super Well, they talked
2: about the know.
1: contract it's extension in the off season, and then I think there was some kind of some right. kind they of that solidification they, that happened the the few days before he got fired.
2: Yeah, there was some sort of solidification when they won when they lost their fourth straight game. They're like, "Well, you know, maybe this is the time that we should extend his contract." So no clue why that happened at the time it did. Um but yeah, like they, they were, were obligated
0: talks. to though. I feel you know what I think? I think like that I think that that deal was already inked in the summer, and that they they had some type of obligation. Like I, I don't think they could have gotten out of that contract. I think that contract was already inked, and so they're like, you know, we might as well just get this out of the way because people are going to know about it.
2: I see what you're saying. That's you fair. Saying? Yeah, that's a fair point. And I you think know. that, and that, so that, yes, yeah, so that's the thing is that I think that they had, they both have a say in the roster options. And honestly, yeah, I wouldn't be. I they're talking about they're talking about Les needs future. I really think, like, I like him, but I really think he should be gone because, I mean, dude, like, the moves that we've made in the last couple drafts, outside of literally, I think it was it was two or, two years ago, it was the draft two years ago, the 2014 draft, when we picked um, Greg Robinson and Aaron Donald with our first two picks. We had two first-round picks. I thought that was awesome. I think that, I think that was a good draft that we had. I think that was awesome. But, I mean, look at the year before that. We picked Tavon Austin with the number seven pick, and then... Last year, we trade up 15 spots to get quarterback. That probably was going to be there at pick number 9, 10, or 11. I, it just not good drafting whatsoever. And so I think that they – I'm happy Fisher's gone. I think Les Needs should be gone. I don't think he will this year. I think we're going to hold on to another year. But, man, I mean, it's it's brutal, bro. We have no secondary. Janoris Jenkins decides that now that he's gone from the Rams, he's going to perform at a really high-level high play which I hate watching week in and week out. <laughs> That's the thing, do people, that, and, and I love, and Raymond, you actually called this in the offseason, and I was one of the uh, opposing factors on it, or opposing voices, because I didn't agree with the fact that we, quote-unquote, lost a weapon. Janoris Jenkins, if you look at his last two years of, of product productivity, he was, Tremaine Johnson became the cornerback one in our defense. He outperformed him because he was terrible. There's literally a picture of Des Bryant 30 yards away from the Rams defense on a, on a, like, not like he caught it and ran. He was running down the field to catch a pass. And there was not a Rams defender within 30 yards of him. And Janora gets was on him. I mean, that is unacceptable. I don't care if that's just one play. That's terrible. And that was a common thing. He was such an aggressive corner that he would constantly lose receivers. And, but now he's in New York and he's thriving and that bothers the shit out of me. So
1: I think because, you know, it's like <laughs> the guy, he's still a young player. So the problem yeah. to me from the outside looking in wasn't necessarily that he was a liability. He's a liability because he ha- he's, he's not given the right discipline because he's constantly looking for that big pick play. He's got that Dion mentality where the only difference is Dion could do it at, at the drop of a hat. And Janoris Jenkins is still trying to find the, that part of himself that can consistently do that. But the best corners don't always sit back for a pick. The best corners just sit and cover. And time and discipline will, will be is a byproduct. The, the, the pick is a byproduct of that, of consistently refining that, that technique. And he's totally pulling that off in, in, in New York. But at the same time, to be fair, uh, New York has a much better supporting cast. So there's much more pieces in that system that is that are doing what they're supposed to be doing that is also helping him succeed not just him sort of having different coaching better coaching which is also part of it too so it's a combination of a few things happening.
2: I yeah. agree with that I agree with that 100% and also yeah cuz you got to look at the fact that in, in the Rams defense it was literally him and Tremaine Johnson And Tremaine Johnson is, has been riddled with injuries so a lot of times it was just him and and you look at and then you look and there's no safety help as opposed to you go to New York And I can't think of the guy's name right now, but he's the safety, Uh, Jenkins, not Jenkins, uh, Collins, Landon Collins in, in New York, the safety that is just balling out. I mean, he's he's he might have a defensive player of the year type of season right now. He's killing it. And you have that help. So, yeah, like you just said, it's a great point. You have that help. So as a corner, you know, okay, if something happens, I have that that shadow, that safety. As opposed to, yeah, it's a really, I didn't think about that point. At the Rams, he didn't have that. And so maybe he felt that pressure to say, hey, I need to make a play. And then that would cause him to screw up things more. Yep. It's still, yeah. It still sucks seeing him All- do that.
0: <laughs> All right, gents. Here we go. Louis, you have to catch up on our playoff predicts. Yeah. You got to catch up on them. Uh, Raymond, where was Louis at last time we, were, we did the playoff predicts? So
1: on the AFC side, you had New England, Oakland, Kansas City, and Miami. And on the NFC side, you had Dallas, Seattle, Detroit, and New York.
2: Yeah, which I still agree with. So who do you add now? Who else is going in? Who are your So real quick before I add into, I just want to give a quick hot take, and it may not be that hot, but um, Detroit is going to be the number two seed in the NFC. I'm calling it right now.
0: Oh, Detroit's in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. we were, I was scared. Actually, Detroit, my Detroit's got to go against the, ba- the, they've got the Bears. They go to the, Giants, the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're, they're, they go to yeah. New York this week. That's going to be a tough match. Yeah. It's New York the- and Dallas and then Green yeah. Bay. And then Green I don't Bay. know. Yeah. I,
0: to tell you the truth, I was thinking the opposite. My hot, really. Team, I think that Detroit's going to get knocked out because here's, here's Packers' final schedule. They go Bears. Vikings, Lions, and then Detroit is Giants, Cowboys, Packers.
2: That's a good so schedule. If you're the if you're the Lion. So here's what the thing is though, and you got this is and this All is right, Matthew me. Stafford. Matthew Stafford is the X factor, and that's why I believe in this team because, bro. That's what the I said, dude. The dude literally just broke the single season record for the most fourth quarter comebacks in the season. Yeah, I mean, race every win, thing. every win they've had. I'm pretty sure every win or like. W- except for one, at least they—he's literally led a comeback. And he leads is, the
1: NFL in that category.
2: Yeah, he—he le- he broke the record. He literally just broke the single-season record for most in a season. I mean, this dude is—he's uh, playing so well right now. Yeah, who—who who not you?
1: Megaton's retirement would be the best thing for the
0: Lions.
2: Well, it opened I, up the I,
0: offense. It opened up. The I offense.
2: Called, and I and I was—I told—I was talking to my brother about this and back in the summer, and I said because we were talking about the fantasy draft, and I said I'm eyeballing Matthew Stafford who, mind you, is the number, I think, six or seven quarterback right now over the season. Um, I'm just patting my own back for a second. But uh, <laughs> but Matthew Stafford, uh, I said, I was like, Calvin Johnson leaving is going to be the best thing for him because now he's not just going to sit back there and just try to force the ball into double and triple coverage. He's going to spread. And you watch. I mean, he's spreading the ball around. Every game, six or seven receivers have a, have a at least a reception or two. Like. He's spreading it around so much that it's hard to stop this team, and he's running the ball a lot. He scored the game winner on a rushing touchdown. Like that's why I see this team as the number two seed because the NFC is so wide open right now, um, and Dallas losing a game helps for sure. And and I'm and I will say Green Bay, and that's so that leads into my next segment is that I think Green Bay is my is my my number five seed uh you know, see i think i think everyone and i'm one of them rudy and i are always on this train of i think they are overhyped and they're overrated and i think that they're not good, they're they're not a super bowl cal- caliber team but the way they're catching fire right now at like the perfect moment um and so i think that i think green bay it could is be very, a hard out it could be a hard. they out. have to
1: win their next three games
2: they have to win, yeah. And I and I think the way that Aaron Rodgers is playing, and I think that their schedule—they play the Bears, they play the Vikings, and the, you said Bears, Vikings, and then the Lions. Lions, yeah, yeah. You know what?
1: I think they I'm beat Minnesota. More, more. I don't see them beating Detroit.
0: But so here, do I'm, you guys I'm do you guys do you guys see the Lions getting out of what if what if they lose to Giants and Cowboys? They could realistically lose both those games back to back, and then the Lions are fucked.
2: I don't think I don't think they lose. I th- Honestly, I think if they're going to lose one of those three, they lose to the Giants. I can see them losing the Giants because they're in New York, and the Giants are playing so well right now. Um, they're shutting people down on defense, and I think that that's going to be huge. I, I don't think any of those games are going to be blowouts. They're going to be really close, but I don't think they lose to both. I think – and this is crazy because I'm a huge believer in Dallas – I think Dallas loses to, to, to Detroit. I think they're – they they seem to just be kind of hitting this – this. and again, I mean, they – and the problem is people look at that and they say, oh, well – What goes up they, must come down, right? Well, yes, that too. But also, you look, the past two weeks they've played top five defenses. And yeah. everyone's like getting on Dak's case. I'm like, he's done what every other quarterback against those defenses has done this year. He's fallen apart because that those defenses are so good. Minnesota and, and New Yorks, they're great. So I don't look at that and say, "Oh well, Dak should be benched." It's like, no, like no. that's just two. Those are two great defenses. I think that they, they Dallas can get back on track, especially this week, and then next week if they do, when they do play Detroit, I could see Detroit spoiling. But man, I don't know. I I, I still think Detroit finished number two. I'm re I'm I'm reneging on Green Bay just for one more week. I'm gonna say that my my number five is actually Tampa Bay. I meant to I meant to bring them up. Tampa, Tampa Bay's, Bay's creeping. Yeah. They're on a five game win streak. Uh, they are. They're, they're getting creepy. hot they're getting hot at the right moment. And we always talk about that's the best thing to do is get hot at the right moment. And they are. So I think. No, the only thing is they're, they're, they,
1: they, they, oddly, they have, they're a liability at home, but they're great on the road. Well, so they weird.
0: won't, well, they won't be at home for most of the post. Now what's your that's AFC, what
1: I mean.
2: what's your AFC additions? Uh, AFC addition. One, one team. Yeah. One team. Let me just double check. Cause I had I had people that I want to see. I think. Um, so so, I so on
1: wait, TV. just to recap, who'd you, who'd you add to the NFC bracket?
2: I added, I added Tampa Bay. I okay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, just Tampa Bay. I, I'm going to wait one more week on Green Bay, but I think if Green Bay wins this week, then I'm going to add them in there for sure because both of those teams are getting hot at the right spots, and that's always a huge thing. Um, I'm going to wait to pick the AFC South until my last one because someone has to go, and I hate that. That division so brutal. Um, yeah, it is terrible. Houston, I hate that. Houston's 7-6. and six. They're the worst 7-6. and six
0: Ray, who's, who? Who are his AFC picks again?
1: New England, New England, Oakland, Kansas City, and Miami. And uh, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna
2: to say Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is going. I think now that Baltimore oh. lost. Yeah. Man,
0: that, my, my, my Baltimore pick was looking so clean until yes, that loss was.
2: yesterday.
0: Now I'm looking like an idiot. I'm just like, damn it.
1: Well, how yeah, many I've, division I've, games do they have like left? The because game. the Ravens are still undefeated in the division. They're just terrible on the road. That's been their yeah. Achilles
2: heel this season. Um, let's, yeah, well, I mean, so that's you go uh, Pittsburgh, all right?
0: Going Pittsburgh. I'm saying
2: Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I, think, I think so. Just cause they're, do you, I mean, like they've, they're winning. Le'Veon Bell is just unstoppable. I mean, I he, yeah, when he's healthy. He's, he's like fantasy team. the best backs Dolan. in the league. <laughs> he is. No, he is. I think he's honestly the guy. I think he's the best running back in the league when he, um, when he's healthy. Absolutely. So, but, and just real quick, Baltimore goes, they play Philly this week, so they definitely get a dub there. But then they play – they go to Pittsburgh and they go to Cincinnati, which is why I think that – because Pittsburgh and Baltimore will play each other next week, and I think that's where you see Baltimore uh, clinch, the, clinch the division because I don't Pittsburgh? think Baltimore gets the – Pittsburgh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think Baltimore gets the win in Pittsburgh there. And then they go to Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I – th- I think it's – I'm going Pittsburgh.
0: Mm, nice. Well, we're going to yeah. find
2: out – uh, quite,
0: quite a bit of shakeup in the NFC West and rumors of shakeups. I think in the end, I think Jed York stays. Jeff Fisher finally is gone. Yeah. And, uh, this, good job, man. Well done. Well done. You should be happy. Uh, so stoked. I, I think Trent Belpe is who who we're going to lose, and uh, we'll see how yeah, this plays out. I mean, The NFL, the NFL is man. These these teams actually match up so well. The playoffs, anything can literally happen this year. There is no clear. The only clear cut. The only two teams that really, to me, pose real threats, I would say, are New England and still Dallas. I know Dallas lost to New York, but I still think Dallas is is the clear cut favorite in the nice. in the NFC. Um, but it's but it's pretty. I mean, Kansas City, <laughs> Kansas Kansas City. City can City, some lives, and New York can ruin some lives right now. So we'll
2: agreed, agreed.
1: Well, the I'm, thing I'm, is the, 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 <laughs> that that's the beauty of this of the New York Giants Cowboys game is that now that they've lost. They're Detroit and Minnesota they both have you know comparable defenses to New York albeit you know slightly not as potent but Detroit is coming up on the Cowboys schedule so now they have they have the beating formula that New York New York used and they're going to this is the NFL. It's a copycat league. They're going to take notes from that game and utilize them against Dallas. So, you know, picking that picking that game as an upset is not too far of a stretch considering that Detroit Lions do have a decent defense and that they have the winning formula from the Giants game.
2: Yep. And I will. I know we're wrapping it up right now, but I'm just going to say my last hot take because I've been missing the podcast here and there. So I want to leave a lasting impression here before the season ends. Uh, I'm calling it right now, man. I know that we said Seattle's the that outside of Dallas, but I'm saying in the NFC Championship, New York goes to Dallas. That's the NFC Championship. And the AFC Championship is going to be Kansas City in New England. And that's going to be the two matchups. Yeah, I think I those are the two matchups, which is going to be the two greatest games ever if that happens. Oh, yeah. man, I would love to watch those games. Yeah, I I, I would too.
0: I agree. Ugh. I totally agree. Those um, are my picks. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I thinking that's it too. Hey, Raymond, where can they find us? This-
1: You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 49ers Goldcast. That's where all of our articles go. Everything that is also posted on Facebook is also posted on Twitter. So you can follow us at 49ers Goldcast. That's 49ers Goldcast, exactly the way it sounds and exactly the way it's spelled. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. That gives you access to the actual show, the show you're listening to right now. So you subscribe to those or share it people are going to have access to this show. So there's a couple different places. You want to get the articles, you want to interact with us. Facebook and Twitter are the places to be. You want to be in being uh, be on the know with the show, then definitely get in touch with Stitcher,
0: iTunes and YouTube for all yep. of that and, information. And we'll be we'll be adding, we're going to be adding a new podcast Uh, leg. We'll we'll be showing up in maybe one or two more places, uh, guys. I'll I'll keep you guys abreast on that probably in about a couple weeks here. We'll, We'll have four different places. You can subscribe to the 49er gold cast four different places don't forget that we're gonna rebranding in january and covering the warriors and the giants and we're going to be sprinkling some mma in there you will start to hear one or two podcasts between now and the full full rebrand in january you're going to hear some uh some podcasts that are not just 49er centric that we'll be talking about those other teams like i said we're going to do warriors giants mma maybe a little wwe you never know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I g- give a special shout-out to everyone who has been contributing to the articles and engaging in conversation. That's always always really fun to interact with you guys. So just a few names here. Corey Bothwell, Craig Smith Jr., who we mentioned yesterday, as well as Mark Saldana, who's all over everything. He's awesome.
0: He yeah, Mark's yeah.
1: great. Uh, Javier Casillas, great job. Uh, Freddie, Frederick Freddie, Joe Fitzsimmons. Uh, who else? Uh, Robert, Robert Earl Eddy. That's a new fan. Thanks for joining us. Jorge uh, Arredondo. Awesome. Thank you guys for contributing. That is really awesome for you guys to interact with us. We love to do it. Uh, you're mostly interacting with me. I do handle uh, the Twitter and Facebook. So when you guys do reply, hear, see replies from us, it's mostly me you're interacting with. IE. That's right. Yeah.
0: Raymond, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter mostly at Ray Solis.
0: Louis, where can they find you?
2: From an Instagram and Twitter at actually louis b,
0: boom, and you can find me at rudy solis third rudy solis three r d. So concludes another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III. and with me is my brother, my co-host,
1: Raymond Solis I, First, baby,
0: and our Los Angeles co-host, Louis e- B. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time. Same Goldcast channel. And we out. Bam. And we got this to a science.